Welcome to Scrollin', a podcast about the Elder Scrolls Online. I'm Ket. I'm Davius. This is episode number 45. I guess it's technically week two of PTS, even though week one was really short. It started Thursday of last week, right? So week one, it was like, you know, it was like half a week. Yeah. Uh, but now we're in week two, uh, so it's PTS version 6.3.1, but it's all really minor stuff. I, I read through the whole patch notes multiple times trying to find anything <laughs> really worth. Really, like, give me something. <laughs> just anything at all. <laughs> but it's it's all just kind of fixes and adjusting this new uh, these new dungeons and stuff like that. Really not much worth talking about. Yeah, you make a good point there, too. Like, the short week probably has a lot to do with that, too. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so, but we have had a chance to log into the PTS and just get in there and, and figure a lot of this stuff out and draw some conclusions. I think there's still a lot that is going to have to shake out over time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we've wrapped our head around a few things and have a little bit better understanding of, of at least where to start to get our characters on the right path to, to, I don't know, to fit again with this new meta and this new situation here. Yeah. Um, so whenever this patch drops, first thing you're going to notice is that you don't have any, uh, skills on your skill bar. Skill bars are totally empty. So you open your skill menu and then you'll notice that, uh, all of your skill skill points have been completely refunded. So you're going to have to go through, all of the different skill trees and repurchase all of your passives and all the skills that you need. Um, but don't worry, they're all um, completely leveled up and ranked up just like you left them. You don't have to redo any of that stuff. Uh, but you do have to take the time to just go through and, and repurchase uh, all of that stuff. Know your bars. Know your skill bars. Take those screenshots now. <laughs> uh, I think this is related to that werewolf thing, right? To the when werewolves lost those couple of skill points and yeah. the devs just don't know how to give them back. Um, they made a forum post a few weeks ago talking about this happening. Uh, I don't remember the technical details, but basically long story short is they have to refund everyone's skill points. And then at the end of it, werewolves will have those couple of skill points back, I guess. Hopefully this time. Wouldn't it be hilarious if after that... <laughs> it's still, the two, you're still missing like two skill points. Like Actually, hey, no, still no skill st- points. <laughs> still not working. <laughs> uh, Somewhere out funny. there is a werewolf character that they still have refused to play with their werewolf. Not until yeah, they get, get their skill, skill points, points back. back. <laughs> no, sir. Um, obviously, your champion points will have been refunded as well. That's to be expected because it's this whole new system. There's really not going to be a way to to map your old setup on this new one. So, so just expect that. So once you get all your skill points and champion points and all that stuff uh, set up, um, probably the second thing you're going to notice is that your character's stats have just gone absolutely through the roof. Like they are... <laughs> completely roided out <laughs> like <laughs> the best shape of their uh, lives this is oh, it. this is the prime oh it's beautiful you you're <laughs> just looking at the stat sheet and you're like oh my gosh like uh every character gets an extra thousand weapon and spell damage which i missed that in the patch notes i did not see that anywhere in the patch notes but maybe we just overlooked it so all of your characters have an extra 1000 weapon and spell damage 
Uh, also, your max stats are way, way higher. Like, like almost. Well, it's like a like an extra five thousand of each, or even more of health. Right? Isn't the health like seven or eight thousand extra? Something yeah. like something crazy like that. And that's that's without champion points. Uh, I wanted to talk about this just a little bit because I think there are some interesting implications, and it just brings to brings to mind some questions that I. I don't have the answers to, but I'm, I'm really curious to find out. Um, so at base, your character is going to have 16 K health, right? You make a brand new character. Uh, you have no champion points. You come out of cold Harbor, nary a skill point to your name, right? You're just wearing the prisoner's rags, (laughs) no weapon, no nothing. You're, you, you've just been born. You have 16 K health. Um, I think that is pretty crazy. Uh, especially when you consider that like a, like a PVE DPS build 60 K is like exactly the bare minimum, uh, health that, that those builds shoot for to do like veteran PVE content, like end game trials and stuff like that. Like 16 K those builds shoot for 16 K and then everything else gets invested into their maximum offensive stats. Uh, cause if they invest anything more than 16 K, it's just a, uh, it's just a waste cause it's a, it's a damage loss. So it's interesting to me because you're at that 16K already. We're not even talking about like, you know, once you start equipping armor and you start investing skill points and unlocking passives and stuff like that, like you're going to be sitting at 20K health easy without even trying, without even investing in it at all. Yeah. It's just, it just is an interesting thought because I'm curious about what kind of food pve dps builds are going to end up using because you know any investment in health is going to be a waste right so if you use blue food that gives you a health stat you don't need that health so i don't know i don't think you need anything that gives you sustain either because sustain has been majorly buffed sustain is really easy right now especially in an organized group so all i could think of is that just like standard single stat green food might be the best thing to use for a PVE DPS build, which seems crazy to me. It's going to be the new way to go. Just the food that you, you're crafting as your level one uh, cooking. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've been out of the... I've been out of, like, the PVE endgame, yeah. you know, scene for a while, so maybe... Maybe there's something to it that I'm not taking into consideration. If any listeners want to write in, scroll in podcast at gmail.com. I just... I can't imagine using anything other than green food unless that bare minimum has gone up. Maybe you do need more than 16K for for some of the really hard stuff these days. But even so, even if 20K is kind of the the recommended amount now, you're going to hit that easily without even trying. Um, So I'm just really curious about that. Now, what you were mentioning, Davius, in PvP... Yeah, you're going to hit like 30k health. With Battle Spirit and everything else, you're going to be sitting at like 30k health easily. Once you start trying to actually invest in health and stuff, I think people are going to have absolutely astronomical amounts of health. Uh, It's going to be ridiculous. I think people have already been asking to take the the health bonus away from Battle Spirit, and I think that's probably a good idea. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. It's it's an interesting idea, but I'm kind of with you. It's – I don't know. I – we can talk more as we kind of go through this, but I, I kind of have some thoughts on that that I want to bring back up here in a second on on the battle spirit type of things. But sure, what what are those thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
so you know we can we're, we're going to kind of talk about it and you know we had a chance to get on pts and and we had some fun doing some tests and stuff but uh it kind of feels like they're setting up to no longer necessarily have a need for no cp in battlegrounds maybe possibly so that occurred to me that they're they're bringing them closer right C- cp and no cp are much closer to each other than yeah. than before it just seems like they're really bridging the gap that existed there before because you know any any players that play so no no cp and cp two different worlds very um, different but worlds. all these changes i just can't help but think that they're really kind of bringing them together it doesn't seem to be as big of a difference now yeah uh we'll see how that goes um I wanted to I want to talk a little bit more about these max stats here. Um, so that's one thing I think maybe getting rid of that health bonus from Battle Spirit might be a good idea. So it's a suggestion I've seen a lot of people make. It sounds like it might be a good thing. Um, another thing, Davis, that we had talked about before is the implications for PvP Magicka builds. Mm-hmm. It seems like they might be particularly benefiting from this uh, this stat increase. Because like, like every build is getting this stat increase for all three stats, but stamina builds, they're only going to make so much use out of that Magicka and beyond a certain point, they don't need that Magicka. They don't care if they have that Magicka or not. Uh, it's not, it's not really a big deal from that for them, but for Magicka builds, having that much extra stamina is a very big deal. Um, and again, without just kind of like with the health that we've been talking about, with very little investment or maybe even no investment at all, your Magicka PvP build is already going to have like 14, 15k stamina, which is, in no CP, for me, I think that's enough for a yeah. Magicka build. Um, so that's interesting too. That's going to affect like your food choices or your attribute yep. points or your glyphs or stuff like that. It's going to be very different getting your builds dialed in because you just kind of already... And the thing is like, it's different from the other stats. Like with health, okay, everyone has 30k health, so you have to have 30k health too. You know, right. everyone has 40k max magicka, so you have to have 40k max magicka too to be competitive. But with stamina, no additional stress is being put on your stamina bar as a magicka build than before, right? You're not getting CC'd any more than before. We're already being CC'd on cooldown, you know? Yep. You're not having to block anymore or sprint anymore or anything like that any more than before. So you just have all this extra uh, stamina with no additional strain on your stamina pool. It's just, it's a really big deal, I think, for magicka builds. It's yeah. going to be really, really it's, nice. It's really interesting that they seem to be getting, especially in PvP, they're getting the benefit. Uh, more than um, than the stamina builds for sure. It's a good thing. I mean, stamina has been reigning yeah, supreme for true. a very long time, it's so true. I think that's totally fine. I feel good about that. So, one would assume with these like Hulk like stats on your stat sheet, <laughs> you would be thinking like, "All right, let's get to the target dummy and see what this baby can do." And I'm here to tell you that <laughs> you're probably going to be disappointed because. Right now on PTS, it looks like we've lost about 30% damage, although a lot of that seems to be unintentional. I think there are just some bugs with the this new champion point system and some, some passives that just aren't working right now. Mm-hmm. Um, word is that we're expecting to lose about 10% total DPS. Once, once it's all said and done, when the patch goes live, you can probably expect to lose about 10% 
DPS from what you have right now. Uh, even though your your stats are so so much higher, this new champion point system is so much more reined in. Uh, you're not getting nearly as much from it as you as you used to. Um, so you know you're just you're just not going to hit quite as hard uh, in a CP environment in a in a CP PVE kind of environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. That is actually to be expected. Ever since way back when they started talking about revamping this champion point system, I've basically been assuming this whole time that that is synonymous with the power creep patch. Whenever the champion point patch comes, that's also going to be the power creep patch. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, you know, we talk about it, you know, in past episodes all the time is that you run into you run into characters with CP and it's like <laughs> it seems like, you know, half the time it's like all right we're just going to hit on each other for 30 minutes and nobody's going to die oh yeah that's always that's always what people complain about in cp pvp is everyone's just a target dummy nobody ever dies it takes forever to kill anyone yeah uh, although this patch that maybe isn't so much the case it's always you know if cp pvp feels good then non-cp yeah. feels terrible and that's kind of the the case right now yeah um although that might be changing here pretty soon but at any rate, I think, at least for PvE purposes, uh, addressing the power creep has been necessary for a long time. I think it's a good thing. Um, so Yeah, I mean, think think about how, you know, we joke all the time that we do veteran dungeon runs in our PvP gear and are half asleep through the runs. So, <laughs> right. Uh, good thing to, to address, I think. Yeah, so expect to lose damage uh, with your CP setups. But on the other hand, for non-CP builds, you are you're going to be much much more powerful. I, I've I've found that I've gained about thirty percent total damage on my non-CP builds. Um, now that's against PVE monsters and target dummies and that sort of thing. Um, so what that tells me is I think the the new player experience is going to be much smoother. It's going to be a lot easier on them all this new health, this new 15% damage mitigation, uh, an additional thousand uh, weapon damage, uh, and, and all that stuff. Um, they're just going to have a much smoother time getting through those quests and fighting through those mobs with no CP and all that. Um, but the question is, you know, of course your character is so much more powerful, but also everyone else's characters are equally more powerful so how much damage are you doing against other players um so davius and i davius you and i we did some testing on this uh just last night on the pts um you basically just were a target dummy for me uh just kind of stood there and let me kill you over and over again dummy you've ever had (laughs) let me tell you fine target dummy uh Maybe could you just stay logged in twenty four seven and just like hang out in my house and I'll just come test test on you all the time. Um, but anyway, it was we, we had a lot of fun testing and we came to some interesting conclusions. I think I think long story short, if you want to fast forward to the end, it does take a little bit more effort to kill players in this new situation than it uh, than currently on live. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking, we are talking about a non CP situation. I want to emphasize right. that. Um, it takes a little bit more effort. Exactly. How much more effort is going to depend on your build. Sure. Uh, and, and this is getting into a really interesting uh, discussion. 
uh, about stat-based builds versus proc-based builds. So, so far, all we've been talking about is our characters getting these massive stat increases, like these gargantuan stat increases. But what? guess what doesn't care about your stat increases whatsoever? <laughs> proc sets. Yep. They don't they're not phased at all. Like they're all fixed values. They're going to deal the exact same amount of damage, no matter what your stats look like. So your, your player abilities, your active skills that you can use like dizzy swing and stuff like that, those are going to be dealing a ton more damage against players. Uh, And meanwhile, your procs, they have to deal with this uh, increased health bar that everyone now has. Plus this additional 15% mitigation that they didn't have before. So procs across the board are just dealing less damage than they did before, while everything else is dealing more damage than they did before. Um, and with stats, with like stacking stats, there there comes a point where there's this like like magnifying effect, right? Where you get yeah. past a certain point and you just have like just this unbelievable amount of, of stat going on there. So I just think we're entering uh, a new meta that... We're t- I think we're t- taking a big step away from the proc meta. Uh, I don't know if proc sets are going to be like totally in the dumpster or if they're just going to kind of be a viable option that you can mix into a build here and there. But as it is right now, it's just like proc sets and Malakath. That's the only way to be yeah. competitive in a, ball- in a battleground. For sure. Yeah, I think the feel that I got from it is that this is going to really work to bring procs down to the kind of to the to the average. Because right now, like you said, in 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 serious high level PvP, it's all proc builds. If you don't have a proc build, you're already at a disadvantage. This to me is just going to bring more balance to builds. I think proc builds can still be really good. I think they'll still perform, but there's no reason for if you're gonna if you want to really have your best PvP experience that you have to have a proc build. I think that's going to go away with this. Yeah, honestly, I think. I'm kind of predicting that like the very best meanest players that we see out there are probably going to be are going to be using stat based builds. It would make sense. Uh, one thing I was just going to mention that and and I was curious for your thoughts on this. So this is kind of where I was getting at with the removing the battle spirit buff, and I can see on paper why that makes sense. But when we actually kind of really tested it out, it was more of an effort to to take my characters down with the increased health. Uh, I definitely, you know, we definitely both had that feeling, but with the amount, with the mass amount of stat increase, I was surprised that it was just, it wasn't like, a, it was a little bit harder to kill me, but to me, it wasn't just an insane amount. Well, it kind of depends again. Like, so I tried with my stamina Templar, old Betsy, who is very much a stat based build. And I would say like compared live compared to PTS, we did a side by side comparison. It took Betsy maybe like one additional global mm-hmm. cooldown yeah. to, to kill your character, like one extra skill cast. Yep. Um, whereas uh, my stamina dragon knight, who is very much proc, uh, a proc build, it's three procs in Malakath. Right. It took her more like three global cooldowns, right. uh, three additional global cooldowns to kill you on PTS. Um, so three extra skill casts. That's, a significant difference between those two, I think, between yeah, the sta- it, it, a stat-based build and a proc-based build. Right. And where I'm getting with this is that I think that, and at least in my take of what Battlegrounds are now and kind of what those tests led me, is that I think it's going to lead to a better Battleground experience. Right now, 
Proc-based builds are doing so much damage that it's leading to just deaths everywhere. Anybody can kill anybody, and it's just, you know, we, we talked about this in the past, just how easy it is to die um, all over the place. People in Battlegrounds are just dying all over the place. And so it's kind of it's it's kind of pulling those proc sets back a bit. Uh, and I think it's just enough of a, of a survivability buff that it's going to make Battlegrounds feel a little bit better. Yeah, I really do think that no CP PvP is going to feel much, much better than it currently does. I'm I'm very much looking forward to this new meta. I think, if anything, the complaint might now become that people are a bit too survivable and maybe it feels a little bit too much like CP PvP. That might end up being kind of the way that it tips, uh, but we'll see. I think they're going to have a lot of ability to kind of dial things in over time with a lot of this stuff you can't you you really just can't know how that meta shakes out until it goes live yeah. until we get a, a flood of players in there yeah. to, to really work it all out because until then all we're doing is just dueling and yeah. dueling is not the way to figure out right. pvp balance well and i think an easy fix for that is that you know when we go into these battlegrounds if things feel a little bit too tanky and not enough kills then like we mentioned, you just can knock out that 5k health battle spirit and that would probably fix it. And one thing we talked about is, is you know, werewolves, they initially, not, uh, you know, we're talking about some nurse for werewolves, but stat-based buffs, that is a beautiful thing for werewolves. That's going to be great. For yeah, them. might not be getting nerfed as much as it, it seems, perhaps. Yeah. So yeah, I think that uh, no CP PvP... I think it's going to feel a lot better. Jury's still out on CP, PvP. I think there's going to be less of a difference between non-CP and, and CP, PvP, like we were just saying. Um, but as far as how it feels, I have a feeling it's still going to be a lot of tanky builds running around, a lot of people that are hard to kill. Um, so, But we'll just see. We've always been more all about the, the non-CP stuff, especially yeah. Battlegrounds. It's probably going to still be the case, but... Uh, you know, I like to jump into Imperial City. You know, I was thinking about what's a non-CP Imperial City going to feel like now? Because our no-CP yeah. characters are so much more powerful than they used to you be. You think we're going to be able to take those mobs down without it seeming like you're ramming your head into a brick wall? Yeah, I think it might not be such a slog. We might actually stand a chance against those uh, those bosses down there and stuff. I still, and I, I'm probably going to sound like a broken record this episode, I still go back to... If I really try to take a step back and look at this thing, I just, I really get the vibe that they're trying to mesh no CP and CP. They've turned CP into what, they've turned the CP system into what no CP is. No CP is it's your character and you have to strategically choose skills and strategically choose the areas which you're going to benefit and you take the negatives and hopefully the areas you're choosing to buff can hide those negatives or overcome those negatives, or you just play the character based on knowing those negatives. And to me, with these changes to CP is that they've only added another layer to that. You're, it's the, the whole point of this new CP system seems to still be, you choose your focus, you choose your linear focus, and you're still going to have gaping holes. And you just hope that your play style or choices are going to overcome those gaping holes. And so is gaping holes, the name of our episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. People are going to, Whoa, what happened on this one? 
Uh, uh, we're no longer a uh, podcast about the older schools online, guys. Right. <laughs> things things have changed, uh, but that's that's I just uh, that's the thing that just keeps going to the front of my mind is that they've they the CP system has changed so massively from a system because it used to kind of be like this blanket over your character is that you know no CP was like this raw version of your character that it was just strategic choices. And you're you just kind of have to go with what your strategic choices are, and you're going to have to make up your shortcomings. And the CP system was kind of like, okay, your CP's on. It's kind of like put a blanket over your character. Everything's safe. And now they've ripped that blanket off, and it's like it's just like another layer of what no CP is over the top of. It's like um, now this new this new CP system is like a nice layer of icing on 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 the cake. Yeah, that's a good character is the cake. Previously, your character was ninety percent icing, right? Yeah. In CP, it's like ninety percent icing, ten percent cake. Now it's like a more, you know, it's a better cake now. <laughs> <laughs> Looks better, probably tastes better. Yeah, um, more, it's more moist. That, <laughs> oh, that's that word, you know. That's the way we, half our listeners just shut it down just unsubscribe just then <laughs> uh but yeah that's that's the part that it, and we'll talk about the cp system but that's the part that really stands out to me is that they have talked about for the longest time they wanted cp to be more strategic and that's why we love no cp because it seems in my mind it seems more strategic yeah it'd be nice if we didn't have to have two different uh you know modes uh, we just have one that's well balanced and that's what everyone plays mm. um so yeah, that would be cool. Um, let's keep saying CP some more. CP uh, system. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so we have gotten to dig into this new CP system a bit more to, to see what it's all about. I think um, main thing, like we were just kind of getting at, it's, it's overall less impactful to your character, to your build. It is impactful. I mean, it's, it makes you a lot more powerful than you would be without it, mm-hmm. but it's, it's less than it, than it is currently on the live server. Uh, far, far less. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the warfare constellation. That's the blue constellation. Uh, it's split into basically three sections, damage, healing and damage mitigation. Um, and I want to kind of help listeners maybe avoid a little bit of a pitfall that I was falling into. I was having a really hard time um, spreading my champion points around and, and coming up with enough champion points to invest into things that I thought were important to my build. And I have 1,400 champion points, so I feel like that ought to be enough to to kind of get a basic setup going there. Um the thing that I finally realized that I was running into is that I was putting points into um, like Elemental Defender and Hardy and uh, those kinds of uh, those kinds of stars, which right now on the live server you basically have to put points yeah. into those to, to reduce those those types of damage. So, so I was just thinking of the live server, just kind of trying to replicate my CP setup uh, in this new system, um, but I was coming up short with points, and then it dawned on me that well my character now has this new 15% base mitigation and that's about what I was getting from these stars in the previous system about roughly 15% damage mitigation out of those so if I just don't put any points into those at all I'm already breaking even as far as damage mitigation goes 
So I kind of just went with that and, and just said, okay, I'm just not going to put any points into Elemental Defender or Hardy, uh, not even Critical Resistance. The, the Critical Resistance star, that's one that actually has to be slotted. Uh, I didn't realize that at first, but you have to put the points into it and then you have to slot it to get the extra Critical Resistance. And it's only maxed out. It only gives you 660 Critical Resistance. So that one's not even worth investing in, I don't think. Yeah. Um, so... In this warfare, blue tree, if you're a damage-focused character, I would say 100% ignore the damage mitigation-related stars. Don't don't touch them. Uh, and just invest in damage, maybe a little healing if you, if you feel like you need it. Uh, but I think really just investing in damage only is the way to go there. Um, so just some of the stars I just wanted to mention so people have an idea of, of what they're going to see here. Uh, there's stars to increase individual max stats. Uh, if you put points and slot them, uh, you can increase your weapon and spell damage, your crit rate, uh, your crit damage and heals. Uh, you can increase your AOE damage, your single target damage, your damage over time. And then healing and damage basically have kind of a lot of corresponding stars. So you have stars that increases your uh, AOE healing, your single target healing, your healing over time, um, or you have stars that reduce the amount of damage you take from AOE or single target or damage over time. So they all kind of follow that similar sort of theme there. Are these are these all um, stars you have to equip, or are these all the passive stars? Uh, it's like a mix. Uh, I didn't really note which which are which, but some some of them you have to slot, some some of them you don't. Okay. Um, so, like, a, a lot of the damage mitigation ones you don't. They're just passive. Okay. Um, but there's one damage mitigation one that you do have to slot that I thought was pretty interesting. It's called Repost. Uh, when you block, deal 4,800 physical damage to the attacker, and it has a five-second cooldown. I feel like that's quite a bit of damage. 4,800 every five seconds. It doesn't sound like a ton, but... That's almost as much as Flames of Oblivion, the Dragon Knight ability. You know, it, it deals uh, about five thousand damage every five seconds. Uh, hmm. You know, so that, you well, know, stack you... stack those two things together. Plus, there's yeah. other like armor sets and stuff that deal damage when you block and stuff. So yeah, I feel like something, I, you could do something nasty there. That is pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's kind of all I had to say about um, warfare. Did you have anything to add there? I haven't had a chance to dive into the new CP system as much as I would like, but um, my biggest thing is I need to dive on there and see what's, you know, can be equipped and what's just considered passive. Um, yeah, and it, they're not consistent with it. So, like, that's the part that throws me off is that I, I feel like that's going to change in the future. Yeah, for example, like the the star to increase your AOE damage, you have to slot that one, but the one to increase your AOE healing. That's passive. You don't have to slot that one. And I would think they would want you to have to slot it because the whole idea seems to be to to make you choose a path, and that's your right. that's the build you're going for. So that's interesting. I don't know. No, and I, the, I've I've seen a lot of people offer that same kind of feedback. Like more stuff needs to be made slottable. Yeah, that's that's that would be my hope. In in is that the majority of the stars when it's all said and done would be slottable. And the passives would almost be much more rare than the slottable items. Yeah, and just like really basic passives, I would say. Um, the red constellation is now called Fitness. 
Uh, so this is where your defense comes in. So save all your your CP investments for defense for the red tree. Uh, it's all defense related and it's kind of based on playstyle. You kind of pick a playstyle and in, invest accordingly. So do you rely on uh, movement and mobility to stay alive or do you hold block to stay alive or do you uh, stack shields or, or whatever? Um, you kind of and it's kind of like the rest of them where you you pick your specialty, and then you you go down that path. So there's a lot of the stuff that you would expect to see, like cost reduction for sprint and dodge and block. Uh, you can reduce, you can increase the amount of damage that you can block. You can just straight up increase your uh, resistance. So there you go, right there. If you're if you're tempted to put points into elemental defender and hardy to increase your resistance. Just save it for the red tree. It has its own pool of champion points, and you can just increase your resistance there. It's weird um, that there's two of that, right? Yeah, well, this is just like straight armor rating, whereas the yeah, others like true. reduce your damage against specific damage types. I guess I'm just um, thrown off a little bit that the red is is defense. You know, it's kind of the defense one. Uh, but warfare has an, a damage mitigation section. I, I don't know. I guess it, it does seem sense. odd, but I. I, it, I I agree with you. That does seem odd. It seems like that portion of warfare would belong here, mm-hmm. but I think with warfare, that's where they're trying to make you choose one of the Trinity. There, you know. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I guess I can see that part of it. So, um, some of these new stars I wanted to point out. There's a lot of stuff related to CC immunity. So um, you can invest in stars that make you take less damage while CC immune, which we'll talk about this here in a minute, but there's a heavy armor passive that does that exact same thing. So that's interesting. Kind of double down um, on that. Yeah. yeah. There's also a star that reduces your sprint cost while you're CC immune. Um, there's a star that increases the duration of CC immunity. I think that is really significant um, yeah that's huge yeah that's really interesting uh there's another really interesting uh one here strategic reserve this is a, a slottable one 50 health recovery per 10 ultimate that you have so i figured that's that might find its way onto your never-ending nord oh, yeah. that, may, that might find its way onto a lot of my builds <laughs> yeah seems uh, incredible i that i mean Yes, never-ending Nord, just because he's the health recovery build. But think of the Ulchid build. I know they use it a lot, but you know, Davius and Lord of Nords, uh, they've always got ult. You know, it's always yeah. filling up on their bar. So to have that health recovery, uh, five thousand. Those... If you have five hundred ult, that's five thousand health recovery, just constant. I could see that almost benefiting my my Stam DK Lord of Nords more than never-ending Nord, just because. As a stamina, you know, stamina DK, he's he struggles getting to, you know, getting actually to the high damage characters. You know, he kind of is taking a beating. And so if he can kind of just hold on to that ult and have that health recovery to kind of help him out. And then once he actually gets there, um, I can see that being really beneficial. Um, There are multiple stars that are related to damage shields as well. So there you go. Magzorks, you have you have that. Uh, you're fine don't worry <laughs> so yeah that's that's what fitness is all about it's like what is your kind of style of defense and then go down that path i think that's kind of neat um and then the green tree really isn't combat relevant at all it's mostly um crafting mat farming uh thieving 
uh, and some quality of life stuff as well. Um, I'll just I'll just mention a few that I, I thought were noteworthy. Um, you can you can invest into a star that makes you sell to merchants for more gold. Um, you can get double yield from normal resource nodes. Uh, you can reduce your fall damage, reduce uh, way shrine cost, uh, increase your mount speed. Um, the stuff related to thievery uh, is like re uh, reduce sneak cost, uh, get higher fence prices, bounty removal, better pickpocket loot, uh, that kind of stuff. There's also a couple of stars related to fishing. So, you know, it's kind of silly stuff, but it may be, I'm sure it's going to be it's going to increase your quality of life quite a bit, I think. There are there's one that's like semi combat related. The one that uh, reduces fall damage. Like if you're in Cyrodiil, that's going to be relevant. You're gonna you're gonna take fall damage all the time there. <laughs> that just makes me when you say that that's combat relevant. It just makes me think of that uh, uh, bug that was in a battleground where I don't even remember which battleground it was, but you would fall off and it would be like an insane amount of fall damage and instantly kill you. I'm not sure if it's what you're talking about, but there's in that really tiny arena there was a bug where. Specifically, if a dragon knight leaped you near an enemy spawn, yeah, that's what it, it was. Would like, that's what it was. It would like register yeah. that you were up on their spawn and kill you. Yeah, yeah. And it was always Stupid. the fall damage that would get you. Random yeah. thought. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's pretty much all there is to the the champion point stuff that uh, that I wanted to say here. Less impactful overall. Uh, it, it encourages you to. To choose a build type, you're not going to be able to just have everything the way you currently do with champion points. Um, you, you're going to have to make decisions and decide what your build is and what you're willing to sacrifice in your build to, to gain yeah. other things. I mean, I like it. I'm a big fan yeah. of this. I think it's really smart. I think it's really cool. I was just, I was just about to ask you that. Uh, I'm <laughs> right there with you. I think this is a great direction to go. Um you know, obviously we did we do battlegrounds, we do no CP, but I've always just you now we do Imperial City a lot. I've always just looked at CP and really not given it much thought. It's like, all right, let me fill my points in real quick, and then I'm never gonna look at this again. Uh, I love making that part of the game more interactive and more, you know, stat based for builds and more strategic. So I like I like the direction it's going. I'm really excited about. It. I think it's good. Um, my only initial thoughts, kind of what we mentioned, I wish more, I wish there was less passives and more slottable abilities. Yeah. Well, you're definitely not alone. I think that that's some pretty common feedback that I've heard thrown around uh, that there should be more slottable stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but overall, I think the idea is good, even if they have to adjust some things uh, in the future. I think they've done a really smart job here of making it overall less impactful. They've shifted so much of your power just to your your base character but still yet yeah, it's a robust system with plenty of room to grow into the future as your character progresses you're, you still will be getting more and more powerful over time yeah. um so it's it's they've they seem to have struck a really nice balance there uh, i'm really happy uh, i'm really happy with this I, I think it's really cool and i'm extra excited about the non-cp <laughs> it's really interesting because like with these ZP changes, it makes me really excited for the non-ZP situation. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I was going to ask you, are you expecting to gain like 50 CP levels the first Battleground daily you complete? Like, <laughs> I actually did test that a little bit. I don't think so. I did a, a little bit of uh, zombie farming at our okay. normal spot there in Deshaun. I did, I don't know, I spent maybe 10 minutes just doing laps and uh, I would check my 
champion bar every once in a while and it did not perceptibly budge at all that entire time. So you so think that's, it's going to take a while to get like it's going to take a long time to get that 3600 in your mind. I think so. I think I think 3600 in there I don't think they're thinking of that as like an actual cap that very many people will will reach. <laughs> Nobody will get there but <laughs> for yeah. the few that do. I think it's like functionally no cap at all really. Yeah, uh, but we'll see. How many how much CP would you say is required to have a comfortable CP build? I would say probably a thousand. Okay. I, I would say you could probably have like a well-rounded build with really everything you need with about a thousand. Like you could probably get more with more than that, but like your base character is already so incredibly powerful. Like I feel like you have plenty to work with already, yeah. you know, like the tricky part to this that, that I think is interesting is that in CP Imperial city and Cyrodiil, you know, in the past, if you jump in those and you weren't CPA 10, you were at a huge disadvantage. And yeah. so okay. I'm I'm very interested to see what happens with this system. Yeah, what what is that inflection point where like uh, or even in PBE like you know like in a currently in veteran yeah. DLC dungeons it's, it's always you you need to have 300 champion points if you want to step foot in here. Well, where is that cut off now because that 300 champion points the the bulk of what that gave you you just have that in your base character mm-hmm. now. So yeah. now what's the appropriate amount of CP to have for that content? You know, we got to figure that stuff out again. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And like you said, you said 1,000 CP. Um, I don't know the numbers, but I would imagine most players don't have 1,000 CP. Yeah. I mean, that's just me kind of kind of estimating. I have 1,400, and I was, you know, once I figured out not to put points into Hardy and Elemental Defender and all right. that... I, I had a very comfortable time and I had like a bunch of extra points to kind of figure out what to do with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I think if you're currently at 810, if that's like where you're at is in in the ballpark of the CP cap right now, I think you'll probably have a pretty easy time distributing those points and having a, a, a an effective build with plenty of power. I think if you... If you're an CP810 and you come up with someone uh, against someone like me with the CP1400, I don't think I'm going to be able to have all that much more power over you because of that slotting system. I might have a little bit of extra healing power, but another thing too is like the stars themselves give you so much less than than yeah. they do in the that's old system. So that's, a, good, that's so, a great point. So even like a, a star that maybe used to give me like a 25% bonus to something now gives me maybe like an 8 or 10% bonus to that thing max if I totally max it out. So I don't think that a CP 1400 will be all that much more powerful than a CP 810. Uh, especially at a certain point, I feel like if you you have a certain amount of stats, like you have you have something to work with there. You ought to be able to make something happen with with the with the with that with those stats. <laughs> you know? Good point. Anyway, let's talk more. So that's that's all about the champion points. I think you know we we dug in there. We kind of have a better handle on things. I, f- I feel like when this patch drops, I'm gonna have an idea of at least where to start to get my character yeah. set up with a with a good champion point distribution. I'm actually really looking forward to it. That's gonna be cool. So. Moving on, let's uh, let's go back to some of these armor changes that we talked about on the last episode. I wanted to follow up on a couple of things that we talked about. So I was talking about how 
I wonder if we're going to start seeing builds that have like three light and three medium and stuff like that. And now that I've gotten in there and have looked at things and have tried things out, I don't think that's likely at all. I think probably most builds are going to keep using at least five pieces of their their normal their chosen armor type. Um, I think it might become more common to wear all seven medium or all seven heavy or all seven light just because each piece is giving you an increase to those passives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now I could see maybe mixing heavy armor in, in weird ways. Like I could see maybe four heavy, three medium or three heavy, four light, yeah. something like that, because you're getting passives that you would, all of those passives your build is going to benefit from. You're probably not going to mix and match light and medium like that. Right. I don't think. So I just kind of wanted to touch back on that. Um, I also am wondering if the uh, the undaunted metal passive is even going to be important anymore for builds. <laughs> like when you when you weigh that against, like if I'm a light armor magicka build, okay, do I need to have a medium and heavy to get an increase to my max stats, or my max stats are already so huge, and I get additional light armor passes if I for each additional light armor piece. So is it better to just wear seven light instead of five one one? It's gonna you know, be I interesting. I don't know. It's just a question. Yeah. You know, I'm just asking questions. <laughs> we don't have answers. We just ask the questions. Yeah. <laughs> you got to listen to the the answers podcast <laughs> for the, the ESO answers podcast. Um, another thing I wanted to follow up on. So also in the last episode, I was confused about these new penalties. Like if you're a light armor build, you take additional damage from martial attacks. And so I'm like, okay, you're telling me if I'm not wearing any armor, I take less damage from martial attacks than if I'm wearing light armor. And I wasn't accounting for the fact that of course the armor itself gives me additional armor. Uh, You know, the armor itself gives me additional mitigation, two to 3% mitigation. So yeah, I'm taking 1% additional damage from martial attacks for a light piece of armor, but the armor itself is mitigating two to three percent so it's subtracted from that so i just want to touch base on that you definitely are taking less damage <laughs> if you're wearing the armor don't run around um, with no armor <laughs> yeah yeah oh no armor kit Ke- sparrowhawk said it's the meta dude don't don't wear armor at all trust me uh <laughs> another discussion i've seen going around a little bit is um and davis i think i think you might be happy about this yeah Um, this is the big one for me it's looking like heavy armor might be incredibly strong uh in this next patch it's already super strong in pvp it's been the favorite for since time immemorium i think pretty much (laughs) um and as we've kind of broken these numbers down a little bit it is looking incredibly strong Uh, In particular, because of this new bonus that gives you 2% damage reduction uh, while CC immune per piece. So if you're using 7 heavy, that's 14% damage mitigation, which is more than what major protection gives you now. Yeah. Um, Light and medium armor doesn't have anything like that that gives you like that kind of uh, damage mitigation. And while CC immune, if you're in a... A sweaty match you're wearing heavy armor so that means you're a brawler you're up in the middle of all the action you were getting cc'd on cooldown you were basically in one of two states you were either cc immune or cc'd <laughs> right exactly. um, so you're going to have an extremely high uptime on that 14 percent uh damage reduction 
uh, that you're getting from this thing here. Uh, and the penalties, I'm not sure the penalties really balance it out. We just talked about like the increase, the increase from spell damage that you take is very minor. It's 1% per piece of heavy armor. Uh, the armor itself gives you way more mitigation than that. So no big deal there at all. Um, the mobility penalties, really no big deal there at all either. You, you, you lose 1% sprint speed per heavy armor, per piece of heavy armor. So one swift piece of jewelry is going to fully compensate you for that if you're in seven heavy. Uh, or you could switch it out and do five heavy, two medium. That'll totally fully compensate you for that. You <laughs> yeah. get your sprint speed all the way back. Or just run wild hunt. <laughs> so, you know, me and you joked about this. This this was, uh, you know, my reaction with these heavy changes. It was kind of a panicked reaction. It's kind of like, oh my gosh, they're slowing us down. Like, I don't think, you know, because I think, I think I said, like, I, I'm not running heavy. You know, it's going to be my least favorite. And I started thinking about it, and now that we've kind of had some time to really marinate with the with the PTS, um, it kind of reminded me, my first initial reaction, and then actually kind of seeing it, it reminded me of a while back when they did the race changes. It was like yeah. they announced these race changes, and they seemed huge and massive, and I was like, oh my gosh, look at all these changes. And then when it's like when we had time to really think about it, went back to look, it was like, these are actually very like like these negatives and positives are they're very minor and that's kind of where I was with with heavy armor with the negatives is that exactly what you said you know five heavy two medium that's probably going to be my go to now because uh, yeah. it'll immediately erase the sprint the sprint speed uh, negative uh, and then you're still getting all these great positives from the heavy armor um, so. I think the just thinking about slowing down, I didn't really actually, you know, my initial reaction didn't really calculate. All right. It's really very easy to make up. It was just the the terror of, oh, my gosh, my stamina characters that don't have wild hunt are going to be even slower. <laughs> yeah. And it's just sprint speed. It's not your in combat yep, speed. Yep. Yeah. That was the other thing is that you I just I think my initial reaction was just speed. I don't want to be slower. But uh, yeah, it's it's really a very minor, uh, minor deal. Yeah. Same thing with, um, the 3% cost, uh, dodge cost increase per piece. Uh, you could run four well-fitted to compensate for that, or again, two medium to largely compensate for that. And then the other penalty you get is a sneak detection increase, which is totally irrelevant. If you're wearing heavy armor, you're not trying to sneak around, so no one cares that's about the, that. That's the one that I, I won't do it, just because I won't be able to sneak as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like That's like a non-penalty, because if you're wearing heavy armor, you don't, you're not trying to sneak, so I, I almost feel like that should not even, that should be something different. Yeah, I. it's crazy how much I've changed in a week, but you know, that's what that's what the first week of PTS is for, is you you overreact to things and then you have a week to mellow and really think about it. Uh, I almost am kind of on the side now that heavy armor needs to kind of come down a bit. Think about with with champion points, two percent. Da- so heavy armor bonus, two percent damage taken while CC immune per piece. Uh, there's a there's a champion point star that does the exact same oh. thing. It gives you two percent. It gives you. Uh, damage reduction while CC immune, depending on how many points you put into it. And then there's another CP star that increases the duration of CC immunity. Yeah, that's a that's a crazy with star. heavy armor, <laughs> all of that. Like, yeah, I think I think CP, you're going to see some super unkillable 
heavy armor brawlers. I, I look at this and I think that it's very possible that we can expect that that 2% becomes 1%. The 2% damage reduction per piece becomes a 1% damage reduction per piece. I could piece. easily see that. And even that would be, be pretty great. impactful, but that might that might be the sweet spot, just doing yeah. that right there. Yeah, I, I can see sure. that change uh, being a possibility in the future. But uh, I'm ha- like you said, I'm happy about this. Uh, I have a lot of heavy armor builds. You know, most of my stamina builds run heavy armor because, um, like you said, I like being up, you know, up in the middle and tanky and in the fight. And so, um, yeah, I think that the, the only change I'll make is instead of going five one one, I'll probably go five heavy to medium uh, mm-hmm. and still get a little bit from the undaunted metal, uh, but really kind of make up for any negatives that I might be getting for running five heavy. Basically, just removes the negatives completely. Yeah. And I think that's a neat little extra layer to theory crafting too, to kind of like balance those and negatives out, like find that sweet spot in yep. your build to get everything just right. It's kind of a neat little layer there. So if you haven't heard, it is Mid-Year Mayhem. This is a, uh, a PVP event, correct? <laughs> I think, I think so. I think that's I think it's it PVP related. I'm just always doing PvP anyway, so it's just like <laughs> one day I log in and like, oh, I'm getting additional things now um, for doing PvP. So the event is going on right now. It ends uh, Tuesday, February 9th. Uh, and basically you just get extra rewards for doing PvP-related activities. Um, I'm just still just, just been doing Battlegrounds, and I just get those uh, those gold boxes with my rewards. It gives me a little nice little dopamine hit when I get those gold boxes. <laughs> I like that. Love getting the gold boxes. One thing I'll say about Mid-Year Mayhem is that um, it's a great time to test the waters in PvP. If you are someone who maybe doesn't do a lot of PvP, it's, it's a really great time because a lot of people are jumping in there right now, and you'll be surrounded by other players who maybe are not so experienced uh, and stuff like that. So you can kind of have this safety in numbers and actually be be able to run around and have a little bit of a good time without just getting nuked the first time you, you know, you see an enemy player. Yeah. Um, so that's a good thing. It's also a good time for um, experienced PvPers too because there are all of these kind of less experienced <laughs> players around. To, you know, you can kind of uh, pretend that you're better than you really are for a little while. And so it's it's really great for everyone, I think. Yeah, it's, it is a great event. And as you say all the time, really in Imperial City in particular. Oh, yeah. Love, I see. It, it kind of, to me, this has kind of become the Imperial City event. <laughs> oh, like yeah. you know battlegrounds and cyrodiil great and, and it's great to jump in those but it's like this is the time that imperial city is like what everybody dreams it could be like it's full there's activity everywhere there's fights in the sewers we need to get in there because i actually haven't done any imperial cities since this event has started and you're totally right we need to get in there yeah and- me and you both love this event just because like you said you get rewards for doing stuff that i do regularly <laughs> so it's just kind of like extra rewards that, so i'm always a fan of it uh but it's kind of a tough time for us specifically just because you know they just announced you know the expansion release the new trailer you know this new pts uh and so that is really where most of my attention has been is kind of looking and theory crafting for the new upcoming changes and looking at new sets uh, for me, it's kind of kept me away from Mid-Year Mayhem 
much more than where I would normally like to be. I've been queuing up for BGs a little more than usual, which seems impossible, but <laughs> That's just the uh just the queues are so fast right now, so it's just a it's a yeah. joy to just queue up, get right in within five minutes or less, uh have a full match almost every time. And kind of just like we, what we were talking about with Imperial City, there's a there's a there's a more more variety to the the skill level of players that you come across. Like up to this point, especially with my like Stamplar, who I've really been playing with a lot lately, every match is super sweaty. Every single player I see is like the best player I've ever seen, you know, <laughs> and it's just like I'm struggling every moment, uh, which that is fun in its own way. Don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy those sweaty matches, but here it's, it's more of a spectrum, you know, you actually... You see some players that are less experienced. You see some players that are more experienced. You know, you kind of, it's kind of balanced in that way. And I, you know, I get more kills. I die less. So, of course, I'm going to enjoy it a little more. But it's not like I'm just dominating the map. You know, I'm still coming across people who put me in my place and, and that sort of stuff as well. Um, so, anyway, I've just been kind of enjoying that about it. Yeah. Um, Still spending quite a bit of time with Bobby Bobango, my Necromancer bow build. I talked about him last week. Five pieces Sheer Venom, five pieces Poisonous Serpent, Black Rose Prison Bow. I need to farm out that Vatishran uh, two-hander for the back bar um, just to stack the weapon damage. I'm not going to use the heavy attack thing because it's a that heavy attack proc is a melee thing, and this is a ranged build. But, yeah. but it's nice just to have that. It's just passive weapon damage. Yeah, just to have those stacks of weapon damage. His back bar is just a buff bar. All he does back there is buff up and heal. So just extra weapon damage. Mm-hmm. Why not? Just have that. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, um, are you a little Are you a little worried about uh, Bobby's future? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I have written here on my notes here. Bobby's days might be numbered because of what we've all been talking <laughs> about. He, he's a, he's very much a proc focused build, uh, and proc builds basically are getting hugely nerfed uh when this patch goes live um nerf nerf by being left out everything else is getting buffed they're staying the same yeah it's funny how they're not actually being directly altered at all um but yeah the, those builds are getting nerfed um but yeah we'll have to see i i really like this build it's such a fun build to play so i hope he remains somewhat viable or maybe some version of the build maybe i can change it in some way where it is stat based, but it it's it also still plays in a very sure. similar kind of way. I just can't imagine this build being completely phased out. Like it's so over the top right now that even if it comes down a couple pegs, I can still see it see it being very very effective. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm not as convinced <laughs> as you are. Uh, hey, we'll I've been on the other see. side of this build. <laughs> um. So a couple of changes I've made to this guy since the last episode is one, I uh, I became part of the problem and I start, I slotted Bombard on my on my bar. <laughs> um, I, it was a, like a flex spot that I had Camo Hunter and Shuffle. I would kind of go back and forth between those two. But now it's just Bombard. Main reason is just because uh, stealth enemies. Um, before, this build didn't really have an answer to stealth at all. And I, I've always said in the past, that's just a weakness of the build. I accept it. Otherwise, he's amazing. Um, but we're in a situation now where stealth isn't just for Nightblades anymore. Oh it seems like everybody is turning invisible all the time now. <laughs> and 
not having an answer to stealth just isn't acceptable in a PvP build now, yeah. uh, as far as I'm concerned. You gotta have it. You have yeah. to have something. We were doing a battleground, and it was, um, I guess, a land grab, but that has flags, so that's that's a whole other thing. But <laughs> we had an entire team come out of stealth on us. It was the craziest thing. I don't know if you remember that specific match. Oh man, but... I'm seeing dragon knights. Yeah, it's gank like people what is, out of stealth. What is going wardens. on? Oh, it's it's ridiculous. Everybody's disappearing. So Bombard, the bow ability, it's an AoE spammable. It also roots and snares everyone that it hits. It's an OP ability, honestly. It should have been using it all along. Um, so it's great if people go into stealth, you can just kind of spam that wherever you think they might be, and it'll pull them out and root and snare them. Um, so it's a it's a great trolley ability. It also like makes people angry. Like whenever you spam it into a group, <laughs> you'll see people immediately turn and start focusing. That's, you, that's the thing. People about are sick and tired of bombard spam. Once yeah. once you used it, it's not like you can go back now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I've also switched to using weapon crit potions. So the ones that give you stamina, health, and uh, weapon critical. So it's basically just a tri stat, except you get that crit instead of magicka. Because uh, he doesn't need the magicka. He just sure. has the armor buff and the spirit mender. Those aren't really like super demanding on his magicka pool. So just having that crit is good. Um, I am worried because this has become one of my very favorite builds. And I think he's he's probably going to drop several pegs this next patch. Unless I totally revamp him pretty considerably. So we'll see. Yeah. Just have to wait and see. Um I don't even want to. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about uh, old Bard of Sovngarde. He's he's uh, all right. We'll just skip him. And <laughs> <laughs> by the time by the time I get the precise regeneration staff, you know, as you just said, that's what made me think of him. Is you're t- we're talking about proc builds and how they're kind of kind of go away. Well, Bard of Sovngarde is. He's going to be all about a proc build. Yeah, it's going to be great. I finally got my proc build together, <laughs> yeah. guys. And it's it's going to go live. away. So I'm just going to attach to the hope that this build will remain good uh, with the new patch. It's um, it's five Overwhelming Surge, two Grothdar, front bar, Vatistran Destro, uh, the back bar, someday a precise regeneration Maelstrom. Theoretically, uh, the theoretically, Maelstrom Resto. Uh, and then the Malakath. Uh, and then two peace trainee. Um, just a just a little update, you know, just the announcement. Uh, I plan to do uh, my daily maelstrom run uh, after we record. It'll be run thirty three. We're on now Ooh. run thirty three. Thirty three runs, not a single not a restoration single staff. Resto staff. Thirty three runs, no resto staff. That is brutal. Man. And even more frustrating, like my last five runs in a row, I've gotten the dual wield weapons. And that might oh be Oh my god, they're just taunting be, you. Yeah, that's like the worst <laughs> weapon drop in the place. Yeah, uh, that's like the least usable one. Uh, yeah. It was I'm not kidding. It was like four or five in a row. I've got so many dual wield males. Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. That's it's terrible. Bad. It's getting real it's getting real bad. It's funny, this build is Almost exactly the same as my Mag DK that I talked about on the last episode. So you're using five, five Overwhelming, two mm-hmm. Grothdar. Really, the only difference is the Vatishran staff. Yep. You're using the Vatishran staff, and I'm using the Black Rose Prison staff. Both are super strong, yeah. but otherwise they're identical builds. Except yours is a Templar, mine's a Dragon Knight. Right. But, uh, but that's the dream, is to run those two together. Uh, I, oh, it's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to just be... 
they have just enough support that I think them together they're going to be provide yeah. enough support. And All it's that just, AOE, yeah, just AOE uh, for days. You'll have heals on your back bar. I, I'll have some heals as well, plus uh, some crowd control that'll help us out. I think those two are going to be like, yeah, like make people upset kind yeah. of duo. Well, and like you said, it works out well because yours definitely is going. It deals a lot more damage than mine, but mine is going to have more support, and so they just theoretically really, really balance each other out. Really I don't know. Well. Is it? I mean, I feel like their damage is going to be very comparable. I mean, they have their damage is coming from. Basically the same sources. I have I have a bit more AOE potential with the Black yeah. Rose Prison staff yeah. versus the the Vatishran staff. Yeah, but that's about it though. I just can't imagine you. I, I've seen you'll have how jabs much, though. That's true. Got the good jabs. I just can't imagine dealing the damage that Misato deals. <laughs> that's really the I biggest think, part. It's just I think get Lord. ready for it. I think you're going to. <laughs> that's the thing. Is like this build is absolutely functional right now, and you just refuse to play with it until you get that I resto stat. <laughs> was so excited. I was such a innocent, young, foolish ESO player several weeks is there, ago. Is there any other arena resto staff that you have that would? Nope. Nope, nope, nope. No. I could put... Just, you could just do a potentates. Well, I just... I think I just grabbed a, a, a gold resto staff that I had. So it's just a nothing it's right so now. Random. I, I could yeah. grab... Um, I could make the, the Vatishran resto staff. I could put that yeah. on there. That's that's not bad for a back bar resto staff, but... It's just out of spite at this point. <laughs> I'm coming after you, ESO devs. You used to be uh, on my side... Now this is the, this funny. is them trolling me. <laughs> the uh, only other build I've been playing with uh, is just Betsy, my Stamplar, as always. She's always in always the rotation. Old Betsy. If, if even if I don't mention her on an episode, you can always assume she's in the rotation for sure. <laughs> uh, and especially at times like this, when we're like getting ready to transition from one meta to a, to a very different meta, I always gravitate back to betsy because she's like my baseline like i i know how she's supposed to perform i know how she's supposed to feel so as we step into this new meta she's kind of how i she's the character i focus on to kind of get my bearings and, and all that sort of stuff and what's really nice about her is she's always been pretty resilient to meta changes because i've never really tried to, to follow the meta with her very hard. Like I, I've always had a very specific idea of what this character is and how she plays and all that sort of stuff. Um, and she's basically remained equally effective across all these different meta shifts. And I think that's going to remain the case here. I think she's actually going to be more powerful in this next PVP meta than she has been in this current one. Cause she's not a proc build. Um, so she's, she's going to be looking really good. I don't think I'm going to change I don't think I'm going to change anything about her gear at all. It's uh, five pieces bone pirate, five pieces deadly strikes uh, on the front bar with a two-handed maul, uh, master bow on the back bar, one piece Molag Kenna, and ring of the wild hunt. It's uh, seven medium. She's an orc, uh, four well-fitted, very, very fast, speedy, nimble, tons and tons of uh, sustain. And now with this new patch on, on PTS... Oof. It is absurd. And I know it's not everyone's going to be in the same boat. So I know it's not as outrageous as it seems, as it sounds, but <laughs> she's pushing like almost 7,000 weapon yeah. damage yeah. on PTS. Outrageous. Um, so I don't know. I'm kind of thinking that 
Betsy, might, I might go back to maining Betsy again. I mean, she's always, she's <laughs> never not been my main, but I think she honestly might be like my actual very best character this next patch. Betsy just takes new patches and just eats them up. No big deal. Yeah. Let's, what else you got? She always performs great every single time. Like, I've I've said it lots of times before. She she's not the character that I get the the best kill counts with, but she just consistently performs very well every single match. She never has a bad a bad match. Uh, whereas like with Misato, for example, she might get like a thirty two and O match, but then she might have like a a much more like a five and eight match the next one, depending on what kind of group support she has and that kind of stuff. So Good old whereas Betsy. Betsy Betsy's always going to go like. 10 and 0, you know, in that, that kind of bar, oh, ballpark yeah. there. I always feel great joining into a battleground with Betsy. It's, uh, uh, and really, you know, just, just the cl- classic matchup of, of Davius and Betsy. There's just, you know, in the past we've always joked, it's just, it's just home, you know, we're just going home. Oh yeah. You and your Magplar main healer, me on Betsy. That's, <laughs> that's what it's all about. And those two, I think, will be a very viable combo again. Yeah. Like, again, man, I just, I want this new patch to drop. I just, we need it. <laughs> I'm excited. I can't explain how excited I am that Davius is going to be able to drop a staff on his front bar and then he's just going to do a wield axis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be yeah, totally. so much fun just to, just to see that happen. <laughs> Who's that guy with the big axes over there? Oh, that's our healer. That's our healer. Watch out, what? Why the? What do you? What's the funny look for? What are you? What are you trying to say? Uh, he, He's going to uh, heal us with those axes. He will not even. He will not do a point of damage with those axes. They're all about the the heals. Yeah, he looks really intimidating with those axes. Oh, he wouldn't. He wouldn't dream of harming you with those big, <laughs> sharp blades in his hand. Uh, that's going to be, that's going to be fun. I, I hope that works out, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that small little tidbit. Um, uh-huh. so the other character that I, that I have, uh, been tinkering with, uh, and I've talked about Bear Claw, oh, Bear Claw the Nord, my stamina warden. Uh, I've talked about him in the past and, and how well he's run with your macro. And it's been interesting. It's been an interesting ride with old Bear Claw. <laughs> it always is. Always is. Uh, <laughs> The kind of early initial matches with Bear Claw, he was just shredding. His pets were just killing everything inside. People couldn't touch him. Uh, but maybe more than most of my characters, as the MMR has climbed and it's gotten to just the elite sweaty matches, uh, his efficiency has struggled. It's five Unfathomable Darkness, five pieces of Defiler, and then two pieces Maw of the Infernal. So... He's got the the crows flying around him. He's got the defiler, that thing that pops up and summons the maws, Deidre's popping up and getting summoned. I uh, use the bear ult, so that's getting summoned. Uh, the whole front bar is the entire animal companion, so I got the netch floating around me. Uh, and so I've kind of started tinkering with him. You know, I mentioned when they released those new sets, uh, I was really intrigued by the new pet set that increases your damage. You know, I just I looked at it and I put it on the build it's a five piece build you have to have five pieces to get that 16 percent. and i just immediately went back to or i could just throw the malcap in on there that's one piece and it's 25 percent everything yes i lose the yeah. crit but it's just so much bigger you know procs don't benefit from crit exactly and so it was just it was this thing where it was like that 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 piece is so powerful that it immediately wipes out brand new sets that i think could be really cool but they're just 
there's just nothing next to that. So you're talking about one piece you can throw on the build or this entire five piece that I could throw on the build. Yeah, if Malakath only applied to active abilities, then that would be a reason to use that five-piece set instead because that would be able to apply to your props, exactly. whereas Malakath can't. Yeah, yeah, and that's the other thing is that Malakath, that, that's that five-piece set, I have to damage an enemy, and then my pets deal 16% more damage to that enemy. Malakath, After they get these stacks, right? Is there like a stacking thing? No, that one doesn't have any oh, stacks. Oh, okay, it's, it's a mark. It's, yeah, they just have a mark for 10 seconds. But oh, okay. That enemy is the only one with that mark. And it's only my pets that are getting the increased damage to that enemy. It's, you know, it's, it's, I think it's a really cool set. I love the idea of the set, but that's just, that just doesn't compare to Malakath Band at all. Uh, I think after all of this, uh, I think Olberkaw's probably going to stick with, with the build he has, um, with the testing and I swapped out different sets, you know. I swapped out Malakath, I swapped out the Ritualist, I took Unfathomable off, I took Defiler off. You know, I, I switched them all around. Um, and I think he just, he felt the best with all of the all of the summons. Yeah, that's kind of the conclusion we drew. Like, well, all those setups seem to deal uh, in a ballpark of a similar amount of damage, but your original setup is the one that's most the most chaotic and the most in alignment with your initial idea for the build. So it's probably the best just to stick with that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, I, I'm really happy I did the test. I think I, I'm still going to play with Bearclaw. I still think he's a lot of fun. Uh, it's just gonna, you know, I just kind of have to accept him for what it is. He's a, he's a fun character. I have a lot of fun with him. I think of him as a as a form of support, really. <laughs> yeah, it's kind you of know. he kind of uh, it's like CC without CC. It's just his CC is all these things running around, getting in the way of and providing <laughs> other players, like providing supplemental damage and yep. and yeah, and just like making things confusing for enemies and stuff like that. I, I definitely think that his presence makes a difference for sure. Yeah, I think he's a good character. He's just not going to be top of the line character, which I'm okay with that. He's He is very much a fun build, and I do have a lot of fun with him. Uh, and I kind of was happy that uh, uh, one, just for, from a resource standpoint, but I was kind of happy that I think I'm going to stick with this. Uh, I am curious, you know, always send us emails if you guys have ideas for the for Bear Claw with his, with his uh, pet stamina build. Uh, I'm always, you know, we always love, uh, uh, feedback. And if you guys have any ideas, I'm, I'm always curious, but, uh, really all this testing and all these things, it really just kind of led me to being, uh, just wanting Malakath nerfed. (laughs) That's you, you and everyone else. Yeah. Literally like not a single PVP -er would disagree with you. I don't think, um, well, you would ask for. People to email you ideas about that. That's a perfect opportunity for me to uh, move on to our emails section. Let me just read this email here. Never mind. There is no email. (laughs) Streak is broken. I don't think we mentioned emails last week. Maybe we did. I can't remember. But that was the strategy to avoid the streak being broken. (laughs) I thought you wouldn't (laughs) notice. You Um, broke it. So no emails this week, but if you would like to send us an email, you can do that by sending an email to scrollinpodcast at gmail.com. That is scrollin with an I-N, scrollinpodcast at gmail.com. Ask us a question, tell us a joke, tell us we were wrong about something, really whatever you like, as long as you're nice and polite. 
We also have a guild named Stoons Goons. You can also uh, email us to request to be invited to the guild. We're primarily a social guild with a little bit of a PvP focus, and we really just do a lot of, uh, really just a little bit of everything. Um, and we do a lot of theorycraft discussion. It's really just kind of a continuation of what we do here on the podcast, just kind of continued throughout our uh, our lives through through the guild and, and Discord and all that sort of stuff. So that's students goons. You can hit us up in game on PCNA. I'm at Ket Sparrowhawk. Davius is at Star Jumper, uh, and I believe that is going to conclude this episode. We'll see you next time. is I'm going to get the staff like two days before this patch and then the last patch notes they're going to be like oh and we changed the uh, the hell out we of it. changed the maelstrom resto no longer works with templars that's the only change <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just delete the character just delete <laughs>